This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Dysonomics. I'm joined by a long-time friend, my guy, Ads, aka Mr. Advice. Ads, how are you doing today? Um, I'm good, man. Sunny, Sunday. Can't complain, man. Well, sunny on your side, boy. Hello, windy on my side. I just see trees doing a macarena <laughs> outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in sunny Essex now, man. So okay. Can't okay. Relate. okay, okay. So, um... For the people that don't know, well, you don't need to get to know. Who is um, who is um, ads? So, what do you what do you do for a living? What's your passion? Um, that's a that's a great question. I ask myself all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> essentially, I guess by profession, I'm a marketer. I've been in the drinks industry for about seven years. I'm now still in the alcohol industry, but in content. So, I'm a digital content manager. Outside of that, um, podcaster, blogger. So. Um, I founded Asvice, um, which is uh, well now predominantly a podcast aimed at the quote-unquote millennials, so our generation, the ones that get blamed for everything <laughs> that's wrong in the world. <laughs> and we just basically unpack um, the conversations that don't get discussed enough. So um, yeah, Asvice, founder, co-founder, along with Benita, my, my co-host, co-founder. And also, I'm, I'm a big, big um, cocktail enthusiast so i've got a little instagram page um aa cocktails with the underscore at the end where i basically just help people um enjoy and make drinks better so yeah man that's me in a a nutshell okay okay some will call it um um, cocktail enthusiast some will call it alcoholic i'll leave that to the opinions of (laughs) (laughs) i'll leave that to the opinions of others all right cool so how did you get into uh, marketing yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Like, I guess from secondary school, like I've always been, I knew business was kind of the way that I wanted to go, but I was never like the finance guy. That numbers never kind of, it never it never. I'm mean, like like with you, like it never kind of it never clicked the same way. Like it was never something that I wanted to do. But I've always kind of been fascinated with like just advertising and just like different campaigns and how. Like how like I would see a logo and be related and I would know oh that's about a certain brand a certain company sorry and certain feelings that would come with it so I just kind of done more and more research and as it got to time to like when you have to pick pick your your your, your degree like your career path and talk to like a, a a careers person I kind of marketing seemed like the right way to go but I I went in knowing that it was. At an entry level, it was highly white and also highly female. But then once you get up the ladder, it's it's quite white, which was which was interesting. But yeah, man. So went to I actually done. I made the mistake of studying marketing in uni, and I tell you why I think it was a mistake because 
when I when I when I started uni a long time ago, 2009, and I did a four year course. By the time that I come out, yeah, doing my literally like my my BSc, my first class, got my first class marketing. You're degree, done, though. A lot of fam, safe. A lot of the stuff that I got, a lot of the stuff that I learned was was already out of date because <sighs> social media. Um, yeah. Back, back when I was learning it, social media was like, what, a couple pages, whereas it's a whole other world. Wow, I never yeah. get taught about social media. Do you know what I mean? So, like, the fundamentals are still there, but I really wish I had l- learned something that I, like, completely irrelevant, like coding or something to do with tech, and then I could have mm-hmm. marketed, I could have learned, I could have kind of got into that on the side, but but we moved, man. So, yeah, I've, I've basically just been in marketing or studying marketing pretty much, like, as soon as I could in my in my studies and then yeah man got in got into it via first the internship then you know graduate scheme hunt whenever i'm trying you know desperately trying to bag a job before they left uni unemployed like mm. managed to secure uh, a, a graduate position at like well a really really big alcohol company and then kind of just went from there man okay cool so um in terms of like advice for maybe because a lot of my listeners are still at uni as well or just coming mm. out so for people who are interested in marketing, what are some of the things that that they can possibly do or learn or invoke and get involved with that can help yeah. um, um, separate them from the competition? Because, you know, especially in these corona times, yeah, like getting jobs right. and getting up the ladder is going right. to be even more difficult. So how can we help our people? For sure. Um, no, no, it's a, it's a good, for sure, for sure. I think the first one, uh, one thing that's really good to know is like, just the difference between marketing and branding. Okay. Because a lot of a lot of the time people make the mistake and think that, you know, marketing is 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 one of the other. And like marketing, if you just look at it in this basic form, it's all about how you kind of promote and sell, get your goods or services to your audience. So imagine you like, like for instance, you've got the sickest podcast, like it's just you know, it's just popping, but if you don't tell anyone about it, <laughs> it's Yeah, it's, words, words. It's, it's irrelevant. And then when it comes to branding, that's like what makes you listen to a Dysunomics podcast versus another podcast. What makes because because every time they do it, it's it's like I'm giving you an hour or two hours of my time to I'm subscribing to you. It's like what what kind of what feelings and associations come along when you when you say a brand. So um that's that's the first thing. I guess the second one is really, really be clear on your why it's very cliche but it's so helpful like understand what need is it that you're trying to address and just be ruthlessly clear and focus on that like i'm someone who i often try and do multiple things at once all from the start and whilst that might help because i'm very i can be very indecisive what it means is as you're building out you don't necessarily have a focus so you might have someone that's like, you know what, I really love your podcast, but you're doing all this other stuff, and they might not actually know what you're about. And you, but at the same time, you might be doing something else that appeals to other people. Whereas if you kind of just start and focus and be really clear and super tight on what it is you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to achieve it for, you can. It's much easier for you to kind of build like a cult, um, a sick cult, um, a cult following of like people who are like part of your tribe, and they're like, okay, cool. I know Dysonomics, he, he breaks down the economics of life, essentially. And then if you decide from there to start doing clothing or whatever, it, at least it's come from a base as opposed to, like, trying to do everything and then deciding, you know what, I'm going to be a dating app. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
that's that's that that's one. I could I guess I could also talk about the different um like the marketing funnel is is a is another good concept to talk about. Um and basically this is all about how you go from having no one know about you to people being like diehard advocates. Like you're starting with awareness, which is hey, um let letting people know what you're about. You're out there like putting yourself out there to kind of moving them along through the funnel to consideration where you're talking about um what kind of what are the reasons to look to you so it could be you know your podcast covers this and that you know it's these are like the unique selling points the usps about your podcast as an example then you want to get them into the the conversion stage so you want to make it as easy as possible for them to actually buy, subscribe, use your products. So imagine you've done the awareness. Everyone knows about Dishonomics podcasts and they know why your podcast is one to listen to as opposed to another podcast. But if you haven't made it easy for them to listen to, like you're not on Spotify, you're not on Apple Podcasts, yeah. they have to type in seven passwords to do it. Yeah, what? You've, you've already, you've jammed, you've jammed the funnel. So once you've got to pass the conversion stage and if, if you've got them, then it's all about building royalty. So I'm using you as an example. In that case, it's like, what can you do to make sure that people come back to you? Like you have that returning person. And that's just as simple as something that I say you've done really, really well, which is like being consistent because, bro, I remember the day you told me about you're going to start a podcast. No, when you're going to start a blog. And I remember like saying, yeah, like, that's sick. And then the podcast came and you've just been like, fam, you've been, you've been smashing it. And we even spoke that day and you was like, the amount of people that have started podcasting stopped, like, Mm, yeah, so I, I proper rate that, and that's that's definitely something that's helped build loyalty. And then at the final, final end of it, it's like, how do you take that one step further to where you know that person that's coming every Sunday, knowing, okay, cool, this is going to drop, this is going to drop at this time, I'm I'm down. How do you take them to that one step further, which is I'm now an advocate, where they're literally going out and becoming your spokesperson, so they're actively promoting your stuff, telling people. You know, creating that awareness and essentially starting that whole cycle all over again. Okay, that is mad. So then, literally, then then they create the awareness, consideration, conversion. You get me? So that the whole idea is to have advocates, and that's the reason why you know, no matter no matter what Apple does, they have that they have those fans where Apple can actually sell you the same phone in a different color. You're gonna buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm, it. I'm that person, bro. I'm 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 a sucker. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, I got all their products. I'm a punk. Like, yeah, you're an advocate, man. Yeah, facts. You're you're a whore. You're a brand whore slash advocate. Okay, I'm not sure if you're sending, but I'm gonna. Let slack. <laughs> you're funny. <fat. You're> <laughs> no, but no, for, that is such very interesting information. And as you're saying that, I'm starting to think about the brands that I feel that way about. Yeah, and, then, then and, that's, and that's and that's and that's that's a good question in the sense of like, because fam, what what brands? I, I, let me let me flip it on you. What brands are like? Do you say like, yeah, that's me? Like, like you, they they that that's a brand that you kind of ride for. Give me an example. So if I was like Border Biscuits, I bang for Border Biscuits. <laughs> Nobody could tell me nothing about Border Biscuits. I promise. Why, fam? The biscuits are so spectacular. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Yeah, how wavy these biscuits are. The package, everything is just sick. Yeah, I do what it is. <laughs> it's when I first started working in the city, yeah, had a couple meetings, yeah. I had a couple of these little packs of biscuits. It's like, oh, I don't mind a cheeky bit of biscuit and some Earl, and some Earl Grey tea. Oh, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> and then when I had these biscuits, I was like, yo, these biscuits are a different level. So every time 
meat and rooms, I always try to bang these biscuits. And I always try to find them, try to find them. But when I eventually started finding them, I was like, nah, these biscuits. So I've put bare people on board the biscuits. Do you get? Like, <laughs> <because> <laughs> You're an advocate. Yeah, bro, I'm an advocate, fam. <laughs> it's bro. The but exactly, exact, exactly that. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a good example because for whatever reason, you now have a relationship where You've you've said borders like that biscuit brand, and you started smiling, you started laughing. It's like you started remembering like, damn, like these biscuits bang so much. And look, bam, you was talking to me like an MNS advert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to do as a as a as a brand owner. If you want to get people to be like riding that hard for for your biscuits as opposed to McVitie's. Yeah, facts. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's actually a good learning, even a learning curve for me. So for me, obviously, with this moment, that's something that. I'm going to try to be more conscious about in each individual aspects and try to brainstorm how I could do that. So, um, yeah. so when it comes to like social media, so mm. how has social media like impacted marketing um, in your opinion and from what you've seen over the years? Because obviously me and you, we, 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 we were at uni in like the late 2000s. So Dem's yeah. time, it, was just a, it was just a young Facebook, and obviously BBM, BBM cut through and towards the end, Bam. towards the end, iMessage, not iMessage, um, WhatsApp came through. Uh, Instagram just about started, and it wasn't uh, for social media back then. Yeah, exactly. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. So we've actually kind of seen the whole lifespan of um social mm. media up to up to date, of course. And obviously, yeah. you studying marketing from the, yeah. from obviously that same time period. How have you? How do you think social media has impacted marketing? Famous. It's 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 changed. It's changed the game in the sense of what marketing looks like. Because you think back when I was studying marketing with my with my fat textbooks, you think influencer was a thing like that. Nah, like you, for real. You knew about fam. You knew about celebrity endorsements. You knew that people would pay David Beckham a lot of money to be associated with him. You understood that, but that the idea that someone like you, for instance, fam, like you can what you can get tapped up by a brand because they know the power that people have. Um, to to broadcast from where they are, like it's 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 gone from before you had to like be associated with a massive platform and have all this kind of invested um finance time resources into like having a brand that can kind of send out a message to. But if you've got a sick idea and you've got a phone and you're clear on why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, fam, social media can completely revolutionize how you market your business, but. Mm. With that being said, you still need to make sure your business, your service, your product does the does the job. Otherwise, the same social media you're using to, <laughs> to promote your business will be used to destroy it. <laughs> so, they will flog you up and down. Right, they will flog you, man. Yeah, yeah, for real. For That's real. a game changer, man. Massively. Yeah, it's definitely. Massive. How do you feel when people say stuff like, "Do you know when I don't know, like somebody from America or the UK will make like." a popular joke like a joke that goes that goes viral and then mm. let's say burger king for example will kind of use that joke to promote their product mm. and then people are like oh black twitter is the best marketing platform we should get paid all that type of stuff how do you feel yeah. about that um, it's, firstly pop, popular culture is black culture that's yeah. just a fact like yeah. there's a reason why if you take yourself back to the olympics if you if you recall that logo it was very kind of graffiti-ish. It was very mm. kind of like edgy, mm. urban. There's a reason why whenever a brand wants to do something cool, like you take the most generic, like an insurance company and, and they have like a funny advert. 
it's very common that they'll get, if it's not an animal, like a talking dog or something, they'll get like a black guy to do something funny, mm. to, to talk in like, to do a rap or something. They know the power of, of black people kind of, and hip hop culture in general and black culture kind of, you know, being, being synonymous with cool. The issue that a lot of people have is, people don't understand that when we use all these social media platforms, yeah, I mean, we did, if you actually look at the small print, the minute you publish a lot of things to the internet, you, you lose, mm. you lose that ownership of it. So it's very easy for, you know, people to come on, latch that and essentially take it because you haven't, it's not, yeah, it's not IP. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not IP. Like it's not, you don't own that. Like that belongs to, to Twitter. It is, but still with that being said, it's a shame when brands kind of take that and don't, don't give back to the communities they're stealing from or don't mm. tap, don't tap the people. Like if you think of like Fortnite, for instance, I'm not even a big gamer, but I remember when they had Fortnite got a lot of stick. Um, it still, I think it still gets a lot of stick for essentially stealing people's dances and then selling people, selling it to people. But the issue is like the infrastructure isn't there for, mm. for like someone to say, I own this dance yeah. and you're going to, sell it to me so yeah on, on one hand it's you know what i mean it's like it, it's 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 a bit it's a it's, it's a mixed bag yeah it, when, when you take it in it's, 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 it's mad it's nasty to think about because let's say let's say for example i bust a dance yeah slap it on Twitter, <laughs> and then i'm seeing i'm seeing a big company multinational company use that yes. dance to make millions upon millions and i'm here with the same yes. amount of p before and um, after i made a dance it, it's, it's a violation but yeah, I don't know. We just got to kind of think of ways to kind of maybe start trying to protect and monetize what, which people are doing, to be fair, off that's social media. And, yeah. and that's the good thing with like the likes of you look at TikTok, you look at, you know, um, obviously Instagram just copied theirs with reels. Like <laughs> now people, if you've got something that, that, that takes off and becomes viral, you have the ability. It's not a birthright, mm. but you have the ability where you can actually monetize that. Like, I don't know if you saw the video of the, it's like a like a Hispanic guy in America riding a skateboard, drinking cranberry juice. <laughs> it's um, so random. Like, bam! It's a random guy. I forgot his name, but that went viral. And then the brand of juice that he was promoting ended up tapping him up. He's now rich just from a viral moment. But he was able to capitalize on the momentum. It's not necessary to say that your marketing strategy should be, I need to go viral because that is not sustainable. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There, there, there are opportunities now for people to kind of build off that hype. But really and truly, like that's 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 like the one in a hundred scenario. If Unless you have a clear idea of what it is you're doing and why you're doing it, you can't even capitalise on that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come like 30, why are you coming fast? Man did a couple bits and pieces. Why are you exactly, fam. Where is he now? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I was even speaking to one of my homies about this. She was telling me, like, he said he didn't even get bread like that. Like, they they, they finessed him. Like, they, they, they used yeah, him course, to man. sell product or whatever, and yep. he didn't really get bread. So, it. Yeah, so it's, it's, as you said, it's important to know the why of, of why you're doing things. Okay, in terms um, of... Another thing like, I wanted to ask, so... In mm-hmm. terms of like marketing, like from your from your knowledge of obviously the industry, do you know when you get um, these certain brands and you can tell that it's kind of somebody young um, who's running their socials? Like, do you remember like Tesco used to like just speak in yeah. mad slang? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even sometimes like Man United will like use certain phrases that we oh, say are not an artist. Get me started. Yeah. So, 
so are, are do are brands like targeting like maybe younger people to to manage their social media? Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and like you said, you can tell you can tell when it's genuine as well. Mm. You can tell you can tell when they've actually you know linked up with the right people to get you know to to actually be able to create some of these moments. And, and I, I can't think of one I've heard, but I, I I've seen brands where I, I think I think I think ASOS is a great example. Of they had an instance where this might have been a year ago where uh, I can't remember what it was that Audrey from the seat said, but she said she said something, and the person running the ASOS campaign didn't understand what she was saying was a good thing. I think it was like this this drink this this dress is like she used a word that that sounded like it was messed up, but it was a compliment mm. if you understand the vernacular. Mm. And they were like, "Oh, sorry to hear this. Please DM us that." Like, yeah, but like, proper like. Proper, proper, proper. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. Remember that tweet? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, right, so, yeah. It's crazy, man. But yeah, man. Um, when 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 you see brands, certain brands do it and they do it well. Like they they're just on the ball with social media, and others it's just it's 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 jumping on. But like the the real the real the real OGs of this, like they they'll last forever, and you can tell. You can just tell when it's for a quick like quick viral moment. Like KFC, for instance, they smashed their tweets. Oh, yeah, yeah. KFC is a is a good example. They're they're really good. Like they'll they'll be dragging people in their replies. They're good. Wendy's in America, another one. It's really good. But um, even if you look at the UK, Vapianos, they hundred percent have a young black person. I was just about so- to say. I was just about to say. Vaps are too patterned when it comes to it. <laughs> they have a black person on their socials. A black woman, I can tell. So. Yeah, okay. Man. Yeah, I think I think I think brands that do not have like a I think. Diversity obviously sometimes can seem like a buzzword, but I think especially when it comes to social media, if you do not have diversity, you're setting yourself up for failure, or you're not going to be able to um, uh, capitalize off social media. Because I see certain sure. brands' presence on social media. I'm like, if you had somebody proper, like like a good young person that kind of with good experience, marketing experience, or brand speech, whatever, yeah. time, like you can make such a you can make such a significant difference because 100%. social media can like build or break your product or brand really and truly. Fam, it's, it's such it's such a a lot of people have a, a love hate relationship, and you felt the wrath of Twitter. You've been banned more times. Than- <laughs> <laughs> you, fam, I, I don't think I've I've known anyone who's been able to get back. Like you've been killed and reincarnated on Twitter so many times. Yeah, so like you, they you suspended the me. Of it. Yeah, they <laughs> they suspended me a couple times. I don't know what I need, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we move. Okay, so more to your experience. Um, in terms of working in the industry you work in so mm. um how did was it a conscious decision to get into the alcohol industry or did it kind of just happen yeah not a, that's a, not not at all you know not not at all like because obviously marketing exists in like every industry is going to have marketing to some extent whether it's business to business so you're selling to other businesses or whether it's business to consumer i was literally in uni um not having a clue of, of what i was going to do post uni and knowing that i wanted to land a job and I remember just like one of them random like career fairs like I remember um the company at the time um had a stand and just from that I literally was like rah like that in fact, I, I'll say that I don't, I don't mind it was Diageo so mm. Diageo is like the leading um supplier of spirits and yeah spirits in the world like they're the biggest they're they're, they're literally like the they're the they're, they're the OG like they have like a third of the market basically they're huge um and 
I remember going to the stand and seeing that bare of my favourite brands or bare brands that I had been familiar with, like Bailey's, Guinness, Smirnoff, Ciroc, they were on the table. And suddenly you're telling me that all these individual <laughs> brands, like if you told me that the, the person that makes Guinness and the company that makes Ciroc is it the same company, I would have been like, what? Like, how is that possible? So yeah, 100%. That in itself is like, raw. Like a, a company that can, can, can create all these different brands, I was like, you know what? That's definitely someone that I'd like to work for. And then when I was looking into it, I was like, Fam, do I want to be working for like a company that where I'll be selling a toilet roll and condoms? Or <laughs> I want to be flogging, not legit. And that was an, that was an option for a lot of people. Like uh, I won't even name the company in case they want to work for me in the future. Yeah. But flipping, or do I want to work in an industry where it's like, fam, like alcohol? Whether it's you, you're gonna alcohol is a social, it's a very sociable product. Like it's a very it's a very rich and an enjoyable product. So, and the industry was dynamic. So I kind of decided that, yeah, like I was hundred percent. And since I've been in the industry, apart from like, apart from a very small detail, I've, I've been working for, for or with drinks companies since then. And I highly recommend um, people consider an opportunity in that field for sure. Yeah, because even some of like the work trips you've been on and some of the stuff I see you post, it actually does look quite interesting. I think it's definitely important to enjoy what you do if you possibly yeah. can, because it definitely does, definitely does make a difference. Okay, cool. So obviously you've been working in the drinks industry. Were you always interested in alcohol like that before or did it kind of grow your interest as you've been yeah. working in the market, working in the industry? Fam, you know, you know, you know, I like, I like that question a lot because a lot of people, yeah, their relationship with alcohol is going to this, going to this, going to the, the alcohol fixture or going to the corner shop and thinking, what is going to get me the most lit? <laughs> what is what what is going to get me the most bang for my buck? Whereas having like literally done qualifications and worked in the industry, I don't even like getting drunk, fam. Like I actually genuinely appreciate like the history and just the the actual craft that goes into making spirits and like mixology. That's why I love cocktails. Like I genuinely my interest in and passion for alcohol is is to a whole nother level because it's there's so much more than let's just turn up. Don't get me wrong, that's that's obviously a good a yeah, good of course. It's it's a great feeling, but there's it's, there's so much there's so much to it. You know what I mean? There's so much. It's like it's like it's like take something you're interested in, or take economics, or you know, or and and just thinking it's one thing like oh, it's all about currency, it's all about this, but fam, there's so much more. It affects our lives in every single way, and it's just yeah, it's. No man, I'm I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of it, and that's why I like chatting to like if it ain't Sebi on the timeline or other people in the industry, just because they understand that it's a different type of. It's not just let's get drunk, man. It's 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 an enjoyable industry. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, cool. So um, I want to ask you a question here. So this this information I might have updated over the last two years, but I did look at um the thirty highest selling cocktails. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if you can guess any of them. Was this was this survey in the UK? Um, well, I think it's in the world actually. Hold on, let me just double check. Uh, it's, I can I can tell you. So you. You want me to guess how many of them, or as much as I can? Yeah, as much as you can. Let me see if I can. Okay, mojito will be on that list. Okay, hold on. Let me see if mojito is on the list. Mojito is. I'm just I'm just scroll past it. Mojito is on the Do list. Do a young yeah. control F. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, mojito is <laughs> yeah, uh, number um, ten. Negroni. Negroni. I just saw Negroni. it. Negroni. Where did I just see it? Do you know what? I should have had this on my computer. This, I didn't come as prepared. Yeah, Negro, Negroni is actually number two. Let me even read what this is. I don't really know what this is. Four years ago. Um, Negroni is now made up um, 
a third Capri, Sweet Vermouth and gin. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got, yeah, yeah, vermouth, vermouth, bitters and, and gin. Um, Negroni's there. Old Fashioned will be there. Old Fashioned's number one. So you've got, the f- you've got two of the top top ones. All right, cool. All right, go on, um, that's off. Um, what else? What else? There's, there's so many easy ones. Um, I've said Espresso Martini will be in the top ten. Yeah, I think I just saw that. Yeah, my espresso martini. No, dry martini is number four. Dry martini. Okay, cool. Espresso, um, Marti- espresso martini is number nine. So you are right. It's in the top ten. Okay. Alright, yeah, we got expert over here. Alright, say less. <laughs> you want me to continue? <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, what have I said? Um, I'll be surprised if a gin and tonic's not in it. Okay, hold on, I haven't seen. Hold on, That's... they might not count it, but it is technically a cocktail. Let me see if it's on there. It might be towards the end of the list. Uh, I don't think it is, you know. Um, what? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if flipping, um, porn star, a porn star martini's on the list. Yeah, it was high up. Let me find it. Yeah, past, past especially was, in the UK. Yeah, you know the porn star martini was was created by a a, a black person. Swear down. A Ghanaian man, yeah. What a Ghanaian created porn star martini? I swear to you. That is mad. I swear to you. That is mad. Okay. In London, so it's a UK thing. If you, oh. if you got other countries, they won't they won't be back in. You won't see porn star martinis on holiday unless they've like attracting tourists. Okay, okay, so like okay, so like unless it's like a multinational type um, um mm. establishment, you, you might not hear a porn star martini. Yeah, man. Well, the ones I would have guessed um, would have been well. You said I don't really know much about cocktails, but daiquiri. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's number five. That one. Margarita. Yeah, margarita is number six. Mai Tai. Uh, my tie, yeah, is here. Where's my tie? I just got past it. My tie's up there. So was um, what's the other one? Um, uh, Manhattan. I've heard of that. Yeah. So basically, Sex on the beach. Hold on. I, I don't think it was in the top ten. You know. Top thirty. I don't, I don't yeah. rate it as a cocktail. Yeah. Do what? I'm not even much of a cocktail guy. I can't lie. They just look a bit. Too, I felt like these things just look a bit too girly for me. Until I went, went I can't where I went. Yeah. Some on holiday, and then we were, I think it might have been. Do what it was. It was Ibiza, and it was mad hot. Mm. About Ocean Beach, and somebody ordered like a jug of strawberry daiquiri. I was like, oh, it's hot, man. Let me just try this. I was like, what is this delightful <laughs> beverage? What? Hey. <laughs> that, that, that I love was... the fact that you said it's girly and you went for like one of the most girliest. I know, I know, cuz. <laughs> but but to be to be fair, yeah, like I, I love when people have that kind of preconception of cocktails because like, fam, what is what is girly about enjoying mixed juices and spirits fam cocktails are so lit like oh man I, I love all of them you you know i don't care about the glass i can even tell you why the glass of the shape I, fam, I don't care man like i'm i enjoy cocktails man. i live for happy hour 100 percent. oh cheeky a cheeky but happy hour of course man my gosh but yeah even even to your point about like oh you thought they were too girly it just it just meant that at that point you hadn't found the cocktail that was for you like i could literally if we had the time i could you could tell me what things, what kind of flavors you like, and I'll find you the drink for you, and then you'll be like, okay, cool, boom. This is this is my go-to now. Do you know what? That could be a vibe, but I have to do it in secret because I've cussed too many men for drinking cocktails. So now, <laughs> so now, now I'm gonna have, have to get you on 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 a, on, a, on a cocktail class or something. We might have to do that online. Oh, 100, I'm done. One, I'm 100, percent I'm done. Let's run it, man. Yeah, after after I have to do it with a master. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We got, we got, we got, we got to blow your voice out. Yeah, no, I'm joking. No, no, I'm on it. No, but do you know what? Yeah, I now understand why ladies love a young cocktail because they are actually banging. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's with me with alcohol. Now, I'm not sure if you remember at uni, I never used to drink, 
So it's only like recent, like the last three or four years I've actually started to drink because to be fair, like a lot of things that people are trying to feed me didn't taste nice. Mm. And when I actually started drinking, yeah. I think it was like 2018, yeah, and our good friend, That's nuts. Yeah, and our good friend Meads, shout out Meads, like, so it was like one of the rare times I celebrate my birthday. And before that, 2018, the only time I did it was 2015. And then times, literally, my boys force-fed me alcohol. When I say force-fed, I mean, oh, man them... had bad experiences. No, man them... No, that was actually all right, but they just literally grabbed my arms, grabbed my... They just grabbed me and forced, <laughs> like, champagne down my throat. So I was like, this time, okay, I'm going to take the first two drinks so people can leave me alone, innit? So... Exactly. So Mies is like, what do you... What type of, like... He just... He asked a similar question that you would ask. He goes, oh, what type of stuff you like? I said, I like Rabida. I like... Did it. So he goes, oh, that's something for you, yeah? <laughs> Mine came back with some beverage, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was like amaretto cranberry, something amaretto, like that. Amaretto cranberry juice. That's, that's Meads' go to. It would have been mixed with something because maybe yeah. vodka. Yeah, that's fam. I drank it. I said, oh, this slaps. And then everybody clots. So everyone was just buying me that drink. And that night I was burst. But ever since then, <laughs> like that's been like one of my like my favorite types. So think, yeah, so I think it's always about trying to find what you like. So what's your, what's your, what's your go-to? Fam. Like I said, I love I love cocktails, so it really depends on... Unlike food, I'm not picky with cocktails. Like, apart from a dry martini, there's no cocktail that I probably wouldn't drink. So it really depends on my mood. Like, at the moment, what am I drinking quite like? During the summer, for instance, I was banging frozen margaritas. Like, I, that's that's one... I really enjoy those. Um, I also, you know, I'm a classic guy. I like, I like an old-fashioned. Mm. I like Negronis. Really and truly, it depends on the mood. Like, if it's a Monday night and I don't want to do nothing too crazy, but I do kind of want something a little bit stronger than, you know, water or Ribena in your case. Like <laughs> I might have, a, I might have a, a basically vodka lime and, and like elderflower liqueur. So, like, basically vodka lime soda, mm. kind of simple. Or just a highball, I might just have, like, ginger ale and, and whiskey with, you know, a good squeeze of lime. Um, yeah, I, I, could, I could talk for days, man. It, it, depends on, it depends on the mood, but cocktails, fam, on a young date night, how are you not? How can you not be in fam? Cocktail bar is a perfect date, man. Do you know, yeah. I just, I just never really got the cocktail. So even if I'm like out with somebody, yeah, allegedly. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because dating is dating still banned in your life. No, 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 no. That bad, that bad lasted like six months. People got too angry with them bands there. <laughs> They're not too angry to have there. But like, if, you're like, if, if, if I'm allegedly on a young date with a sweet one... Um, sweet one? Do you know what? I always get the same thing. Like What what I like now is like... I like like the flavoured vodka. So like a... Like if it's Belvedere... I like a pink grapefruit Belvedere. If it's Grey Goose, like a citrus Grey Goose. I just get it with lemonade. So that's just my that's my go-to. Cool. Just, just a very cool. calm. But then like Shorty will be getting all types of exotic joints. I'm like, yeah, rah. And then she'll like, I'll try yeah, it. Yeah. I'll try it. I'm like, rah. This kind of slaps, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... um, yeah. I could, I could, I could 100% give you, like, recommendations where you could basically make your own versions with very minimal ingredients. Because all you really need is, like, a plain vodka. Mm. You get the citrus and something to sweeten it, and you could literally be having your own kind of, um, mm. basically what you're doing, but you can make it yourself and impress the young, the young shorty at, back at the, at the HQ. Oh, okay. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, cool, cool. Like, do you know what? Yeah, you, I'm, I'm only people to be following your, your page because it actually, it's actually, it's mad interesting to see you with the cocktails. I was just thinking, rah, like, I don't think I could do this, you know, I think I'll fail with a bare hurdles, but. Nah, you, you, you can, anyone can do it, man. I don't know. I feel like I have to have a certain genetic quoi for certain things, but. 
There's levels to it. There's levels to it. You might you have to find, you might have to just start off with like, and the thing is, when you achieve something, you feel gas. So you might just make one, and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I, I, I can do this. And then you just mm. go, you level up a little bit. So, like, <sighs> genuinely, like, hit me up and I'll, I'll happily share like, a simple, if you, you might tell me, like, ads, I've got this, what can I make? And I'll just tell you, yeah, boom, grab this and then let me know how that goes. But <sighs> honestly, my, my page, like, I've got so many recipes, like, where you can just quickly grab one and, yeah, man, go from there. Okay, sick. Um, so another question about so you holiday quite a lot. Like you travel every time I've done you travel mm. quite a lot. In terms of like, have you noticed any differences in like alcohol across regions or even how they market things? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a good question. One thing you don't appreciate is London is like one of the top cocktail cities of the world, period. Swear. Like, Fam, as in with with London, yeah, you can. Although I don't really rate most high street like restaurant chain, but you can go anywhere in London, and you're probably gonna, or even in, in different cities across the UK, and you're gonna be able to find a decent cocktail somewhere. Mm. Whereas if you go to a lot of other countries, what when you say are oh, cocktails and, you, and what you get is very different. Like the quality is is very very. Where, where have you where have you got the most meaty cocktail? Like what country have you got the most dead cocktail? <sighs> Uh, um, oh, that's a great question. I remember in, I've had I've had crap cocktails in Paris, but I didn't I didn't go to the right the right bars. But I've had I've had dead cocktails in Paris. I've had dead cocktail. I'm trying to have a cocktail in a in a, in a Muslim country, of course, is always going to be a challenge because yeah, for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even just about the countries. It's also where you go. Like some people make some people make big mistakes. Like. If I'm going to, for instance, if I'm going to most restaurants, like if I'm going to a young Chinese restaurant, for instance, yeah, mm. I'm sure there's some that have banging cocktails, but nine times out of ten, that's not the place I'm going to go to expect to have a phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah. Co- you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to do it to myself. I'm going to get grab a young cider and keep it moving. Whereas you know, um, or you might go to a, a hotel where the hotel bar and own is a banging mm. banging bar but you might go to other hotel and it's like yeah that's, you're gonna get like a, a, a dead drink um but in terms of like across other countries i think also it's the, it's the attitude to alcohol like for instance a lot of times when we go abroad we get way more bursts than you would do in the uk because the measurements are different yeah yeah i've been hearing a lot about the measurements are different across countries yeah yeah like in, in across continental Europe, firstly, like we have twenty five mil as a standard shot across continental Europe, it's thirty five mil. But a lot of the time they don't measure; they free pour. So you're getting like so when you're asking for a double <laughs> over there, you're getting seventy mil. You know what I mean? Like you're getting like the triple equivalent to the UK, and you're getting a bit extra because they're very generous. And in America, it's, it's similar; like they, they do. They do very. They do a lot bigger sizes than us. So um, it's 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 that. It's also just just the attitude. Like, I remember in, like when I when I went to Nigeria like, the first time when I was like old enough to really like be aware of what I was where I was going. Like the way the people were drinking Smirnoff Ice, you would have thought it was lemonade, fam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> on the road, like they would be selling it like you know pure water, um, Fanta, and 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 Smirnoff Ice. Like Madden, it's crazy. Oh, that's for jokes. Yeah, I've 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 definitely been so much more burst abroad than I have here. Like when I went to Ghana last Christmas, Jesus finished. How was the cocktail scene like out there? 
Did you did you did you partake in it? No, no, no. It was just Henny. I can't even lie. <laughs> it was just, just Henny. But where where have I been? That I've actually got that I've actually got cocktails. I'm trying to think. Do you know what? Um, where did we go? Um, uh, I think when 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 me and my brothers went Greece, mm. the girls were gassing the cocktails okay. in, in certain places, and I yeah. think. Because uh, I don't usually tend to get cocktails, you know. But, nah, I, th- yeah. but I think in Ibiza, the cocktails were lit. From what I, I would imagine, so, if, yeah. if, if I can remember correctly, uh, the cocktail, the cocktails were the cocktails were booming still. Where, where, where's the best? Where? Okay, another question. Yeah. So this mm. is for obviously streets are on lockdown. By the time they hear this, mm. lockdown will be there for like another ten days. So stay strong, ladies. Yeah, date night's coming back soon. <laughs> so where are? The, where would you say are like the best spots for cocktails in London? But, well. Outside of London, no, in London, in London, in London, in London. Okay, do uh, I? Well, 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 you've been, you've been, be given, to, you've given, been... Comfort, be given bars, be given bars, free promo. Uh-huh. Uh, to be fair, I've got, I've got some banging cocktail bars. Like one of my favorite cocktail bars. It, the only, the only downside is it's in where I grew up. It's in Peckham. It's gentrified now. Like it's like now Peckham is full of hipsters and and art students. But there's a there's a bar underneath um the train station called Bar Story, and that place has a sick happy hour where it's like two drinks for like eight pounds or or eight pounds or um between like seven and nine pounds basically and their drinks bang. Um I've got a couple I've got a I've got a there's a bar, believe it or not, in Breakfast Club in Spitterfields. Okay. Um and if you've ever seen it, there's literally a fridge when you walk into the Spitterfields. Yeah. That is it's a speakeasy, which is another name for basically a secret bar. So if you book in advance, you can they literally open the open the fridge. I've got a video on my Instagram. Open the fridge and literally walk into the fridge, and what? there's a whole bar downstairs. <laughs> this, I can't to, lie. A man told me to walk into a fridge. I'm like, what type of money ritual is this? <laughs> fam, there's there's a there's a there's another sick bar that I've been to recently, which from the outside it looks like it's called Discount Suit Company because it's literally underneath a discount suit company. Like if you mm. walk past it, you wouldn't know there's a cocktail bar and. Then, boom down the side of it and then you're in like on a, a really really good bar but honestly it depends on the area and obviously i've got to keep a few in the tuck yeah 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 you know yeah. me and my lady out on a yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly just no nah, i can't we just give us a little sat in there all exactly. that all that for sure for sure all right cool well, well there's, there's places man all right cool well we've covered pretty much everything what's the cover like where can the people mm. then find you well, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at I'm Ade Akins, I-M-A-D-E-A-K-I-N-S. Um, Advice, A-D-Z-V-I-C-E, Advice Podcast is relaunching um, towards the end of this month. So please go check that out and check out my cocktail page if you want to make and enjoy better drinks or even order some cocktail pouches. It's at AA Cocktails underscore on Instagram okay so yeah I want to put all these links in the description so people if you're listening on SoundCloud love that Spotify, Apple you just click the description the links go there so make sure you check out add this page especially the cocktail pages now we're locked down we might also make yourself useful and bring and bring um, date night to your your, <laughs> your abode but ads um, yeah thank man you. this one's been a long time coming thank you for joining all me love, people God bless Podcast Network.